Hare Krishna devotees, Dandavat Pranam, all glories to Srila Prabhupada and Guru Maharaj. Today we are so fortunate to have His Grace Sarvadik Prabhuji from Mayapur. And today Prabhuji will enlighten us on Srimad Bhagavatam, Canto 6, Chapter 9, Verse 11. Hare Krishna Prabhuji, Dandavat Pranam, please take over the call. Thank you, Mataji, Dandavat Pranam. So today we're reading Srimad Bhagavatam. Canto 6, Chapter 9, Text 11. That is our good fortune. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Narayanam Namaskritya Naram Jaiva Narotamam. Devim Sarasatim Vyasam Tato Jayam Udhirayat. Nashta Prayeshabaddeshu Nityam Bhagavata Sevaya Bhagavati Uttama Shloke Bhaktir Bhavati Naishtaki Krishna Swadamo Bhagate Dharma Jnana Jivisaha Kalo Nashta Dashamesha Puranako Dunodita Grantaraj Shimad Bhagavatam Kijay So we'll read a few verses, I think we'll end up reading a few verses. We'll start with text 11. Which says, Hataputra Statasvashta, Juha Vendraya, Shatrave, Indra Shatro, Vivardhaswa, Machiram, Jahividvisam. Hataputra, who lost his son, Tata, thereafter, Tvashta, Tvashta, Juhava, performed a sacrifice, Indraya, of Indra, Shatrave, for creating an enemy, Indra Shatro, O enemy of Indra. Vivardaswa, increase, ma, nut, shiram, after a long time, jahi, kill, vidvisham, your enemy. Translation. After Vishwarup was killed, his father, Tvashta, performed ritualistic ceremonies to kill Indra. He offered oblations into the sacrificial, sacrificial fire, saying, O enemy of Indra, flourish to kill your enemy without delay. Purport by Divine Grace, Srila Prabhupada. Srila Prabhupada Ki Jai. There was some defect in Twashta's chanting of the mantra because he chanted it long instead of short, and therefore the meaning changed. Twashta intended to chant the word Indra, Indra Shatro, meaning or enemy of Indra. In this mantra, the word Indra is in the possessive case, Shasti, and the word Indra Shatro is called a Tatpurusha compound. Tatpurusha Samasa. Unfortunately, instead of chanting the mantra short, Twashta chanted it long, and its meaning changed from the enemy of Indra to Indra, who is an enemy. Consequently, instead of an enemy of Indra's, there emerged, there emerged the body of Vitrasura, of whom Indra was the enemy. Oma Jnana Timirandhasya. Jnananjana Shalakaya Chakshurun Militanjena Tasmai Shri Gurave Namaha Namashishtam Manumapi Sachiputramatrasarupam Rupam Tasyagajam Urupurim Matarim Goshtabhatim Radha Kundam Kidivaram Maho Radhika Madhavasam Rapto Yasya Pratita Kripaya Shri Gurum Tamnatasmi Bande Rupa Sanatano Ragujago Shri Jiva Gopalako Vande Nantad Bhutashrayam Shri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu Nichopi Yat Prasadatad Bhakti Shastra Bhavartaka Nityanandam <coughs> Aham Nomi Sarvanandakaram Param 
ฮริโนมปะดมเดวัมบะบะดูทะชโรมะนิมนิลาชะลานิวาสายะนิทายะปะรมัตมะเนปะลบัดดะสุบัดดาบยัมชะกะนะทายะเทนะมะหะคริช
This is called descending knowledge. Scientific knowledge is ascending knowledge and is by nature faulty. Descending knowledge can be is perfect because it's coming from perfect source, Shastra. And Bhagavad Gita says about Shastra, na shastra bhini mutsuja, vartate kama karata, na sasidema vapnoti, na sukam, na paramgatim. That if we reject Shastra Vidhi, the instructions of Shastra that's coming to us from God Himself ultimately, then how will there be happiness? How will we achieve the supreme destination? How is there perfection? All these things are outside our grasp if we reject Shastra. Shastra is the highest praman or the highest evidence of what is true and what is false. And it's given to us by the grace of God that we can navigate our life in the material world. For example, if you, if you purchase a new car, even used car, you get into the car, you turn it on, and one of the first things you do is look in the glove compartment and look for the owner's manual to know how to run the car. And you put the oil in this place, you put the windshield fluid in this place, you put antifreeze in this place. You don't mix them all up homogeneously. Put the oil where the windshield fluid goes, spray oil all over your windshield. You have to know how the car runs, how to maintain it. So what is the instruction manual for life? Shastra, Bhagavatam, Upanishads, Bhagavad Gita, instructions for life, how to live in this world and not become entangled in the reactions that are inevitable in the performance of karma, of work. So we're to understand these stories from Bhagavatam as historical fact. Srila Prabhupada explains an interesting thing. He said that these stories from Bhagavatam are not in chronological order, and they're not all from this universe also. So we may hear fantastic stories, like we're going to read about the demon that came out, Vitrasura, where is such a demon in this world? Someone may say, show me. If it's true, prove it to me. But do you have the capacity to understand that which is beyond your senses? They don't. Therefore, if we want to understand something beyond our senses, we have to take it from a higher source, and that is Shastra. Descending knowledge, not ascending knowledge. Ascending knowledge is based on sensual perception, and that is by nature imperfect. So perfect process is just like descending of parusheya, that knowledge which is perfect and descending. Prabhupada gave simple example. That if you stand in the bottom of a mango tree and you shake the tree, the mangoes may fall out, but they'll be spoiled. They'll fall to the ground, they'll become bruised. But if someone climbs up the tree, they can pass the mango one hand to another, to another, and you get that same mango from the top of the tree in your own hand in a perfect way. Crude example, but relevant. We get knowledge from a higher source. Knowledge comes down from a higher source. Ultimately, the Supreme Personality of Godhead. And what uh, in this same sixth canto, I think uh, we're going to read, or maybe, no, we already read the story of Ajamil. When the, uh, when the uh, Yamadutas were challenged by the Vishnadutas, like, what is, what is your authority? They, they said that, Vedo Narayana Sakshat Swayambur Iti Shushuma. That we have heard this knowledge that is coming directly from not, not Veda, Narayana Sakshat. That Veda comes directly from the breathing of Narayan. It has Veda has no author. Commentaries have an author, but original Veda has no author. So it's perfect knowledge. And if we want to understand something, we understand from Veda. So first point. 
Second thing is that in the Vedic sacrifice, there's in this karmakanda type activity where you're performing sacrifice and you want to get a particular result. This is a very dangerous thing compared to bhakti. There's a story of Nriga, Nriga Maharaj, who is a very powerful king, wealthy king, as kings go. And he was very charitable. He was giving thousands of cows in charity to the Brahmins. We can't imagine how much punya he was receiving. How much punya he, and what was it? What did he want? He wanted to go to high, get higher destination in life. This is explained in Bhagavad Gita. Yamimam pushpitam vacham prabhatanti avipaschita bedavadurda partha nanyarastiti vana kamatmana swargapara janma karma falapradam kriya vishesha bahulam janma swarja gatim prati. They want Janma Aiswarja, their objective, their Gati, what they want in life, high birth, wealth, good family, opulence, long life, all the, all the perks of material life. They don't want Krishna. They want to perform Karmakanda Yagya so they can enjoy. Krishna is not part of the picture, really. So Nriga was giving all these cows in charity, but there was a problem. One cow that he gave to Brahman A wandered into the herd of Brahman B. And Brahman B said, this is my cow. And Brahman A said, no, it's my cow. And they both began to fight and became disturbed and they cursed Nriga. He took birth as a lizard. This wasn't his intention to take birth as a lizard. His intention was to go to the heavenly planets and enjoy life. But this is the danger of Karmakanda. Of course, Krishna is very, very kind. The lizard was stuck in a well. Krishna came, pulled him out of the well. And he was able to retain his, uh, uh, regain his original position. But the point is that karmakanda is very different. Very, uh, there's no guarantee. Now, bhakti, on the other hand, Bhagavatam says that one can be running through the forest blindfolded in the middle of the night and not trip and fall. This example is given in regard to bhakti. Why is it so perfect? Because Krishna is pulling us back. Krishna, the devotee, the bhakti becomes so dear to the devotee that Krishna delivers him. He said, I deliver you from the ocean of repeated birth and death. The Krishna picks us up. And this is the whole principle of bhakti. Ramanujacharya was asked, asked his disciples, what is better, the way in which a cat picks up its kitten or the way in which a monkey transports its baby? And the devotees were like a little confused, like, what is he talking about? So one thoughtful devotee said that it is the kitten because the cat is picking up its baby, whereas the baby monkey has to hold on for dear life. The mother is jumping through the trees, leaping through the trees, and the monkey has to hold on for dear life. This is the process of jnana, process of karmakanda, where your progress is dependent on you, what you do, what you're able to do, your own personal capacity. Bhakti means that Krishna picks us up and carries us. This is why bhakti is the most auspicious process. But we have to understand that Bhagavad Gita says, Prakriti Kriyamanani, Gonai Karmani Sarvashaha, Ahankara Vimudatma Kartaham Itimanyate. That only foolish person, extremely foolish, Vimuda, when we add V, that to an adjective, it enhances or 
magnifies the and emphasizes. So vimu, someone's a mudha, or actually, actually, it's a verb, uh, a noun rather. When we add v to the noun, it means someone who's particularly foolish. Ahankara vimudatma kartaham. Kartaham means I am doing everything. Examine our position. We're sitting here. Our brain is there. Heart is there. Lungs are there. Spleen, kidney, pancreas, stomach, intestines, kidneys, whole thing is working on. Are you making it work? Are you instructing your heart? Please beat. Now we're, we're, we have to go for a run. So beat a little faster. I need more oxygen. Do you have to tell your lungs to, to breathe, your heart to beat? Your, to, to tell your stomach to digest food. It's all going on automatically, not by our will. This is going on by Prakriti. Prakriti, Kriyamanani. Kriyamanani means it's being done by Prakriti. And we're the, we're the, the, the passenger in this yantra, yantra rudhani mayaya, Krishna says. We're this passenger in this intricate machine called a body. And we're not doing very much. But a person in ignorance thinks, yes, I am doing everything. So in bhakti, we have to come to the point of absolute surrender. That what can I, I can't, I am helpless. Please, Lord, please pick me up. Lord Chaitanya taught us to pray that please pick me up from this this horrible, poisonous ocean of material life. This is his prayer. Please pick me and place me as an atom of dust at your lotus feet. So this mood we need to cultivate in bhakti, to beg the Lord to be picked up from this world. Not saying I'm doing everything, I'm very staunch devotee, I've been a devotee 15 years, 20 years. I'm a Prabhupada disciple. I'm very fixed. We can fall tomorrow. We're completely dependent on being picked up and delivered, being pulled back to the Lord's abode, being delivered by His mercy. Are we going back to God on the strength of our, of our sadhana? By sadhana, we're trying to attract the mercy of the Lord to, to look mercifully, to gaze, give His merciful glance over us. Even Lord Shiva prayed like this, you know? He prayed to Shimati Radhana, that please give me sidelong glance of your mercy. Because mercy implies that we don't really deserve it. Mercy means that we, there's, you didn't do anything to deserve it. But by mercy, we're elevated. If someone thinks and prays to the Lord, okay, listen, Krishna, I did so many artis. I, I did so much preaching. I distributed so many books. I offered you so much bhoga. I chanted your name thousands of rounds. I picked tulsi. I gave fruits. I served Vaishnavas. Now you have to deliver me. Krishna doesn't have to deliver you. If we think like that, then this is in the jurisdiction. This is under the jurisdiction of justice not under the jurisdiction of mercy. We should think, I'm fallen soul. Bhaktivinoda Thakur prayed, Mama nebe dana shuno vishayi durjana. Sadakama rata kichu nahi moraguna. Sadakama rata, I'm full of lust. 
I'm George, I'm fallen, wretched person. I have no good kichu nahi moragona, I have no good quality. Oh, Gopinath, Gopinath, Gopinath. He's begging, Gopinath, please pick me up from this world. He said, many, many demons have attained your lotus feet, but Bhaktivinoda remains in material existence. He's begging Krishna. This gets Krishna's attention, not thinking, I've done so much for you. I've sacrificed so much. I gave so much donation to you. Now you're obliged. Krishna's not obliged at all. <laughs> what does he need from us? Nothing. Lakshmi He's being worshipped by hundreds and thousands of goddesses of fortune. Lakshmi. Does he need our dupam deepam naivedyam? Our patyam pushpam phalam toyam? He does not. We have to cultivate this devotional mood. But what can I give to you? There's a beautiful lecture. At the end of the lecture, <clears throat> that lecture ends with Prabhupada's heartfelt entreaty to the Lord. He's praying to the Lord, teaching us how to offer something to Krishna. And he's praying that, my dear Lord, that I'm rotten, I'm fallen. He used these words, rotten, fallen. I have no good qualities. But I've brought you this thing. Please accept. And his voice breaks. And he can't speak anymore. Please accept. This is the mood by which we attract Krishna's attention. The mood by which Krishna will accept our offering. But mostly we offer to Krishna because we want to eat. You know, does Krishna eat pizza? Does Krishna eat chocolate cake? Does Krishna eat tofu? <laughs> we offer these things, no? Because we want to eat them. This is karma mishra bhakti. Bhakti mixed with her own personal influence. But in our life, we should try and see, what does Krishna want from me? How can I attract Krishna's attention? What can I do to, in, to bring down his mercy, to in, induce him to show me mercy? Because outside of that, it's a different, different court. It's a court of justice. Okay, you did this, you get this result. Okay, go to heaven, go to Vaikuntha. We don't want to go to Vaikuntha. We want to go to Goloka. We pray every Kartik Mas, Bharam Deva Moksham Na Moksha Badhimba Na Chanyam Vrindeham Bareshadapiha Idam Teva Purnata Gopala Balam Sadame Manasya Virastam Kimanyai Kimanyai means I don't want any other thing. Manasya Virastam. I only want my mind to be fixed on you and your beautiful, charming feature of Balgopal. Notice in any gathering where there's a baby crawling on the floor, everyone is infatuated. Oh, so charming. Everyone laughs. The baby smiles and everybody laughs. The baby laughs. Everybody laughs. Everybody wants to pick him up and hold him and cuddle him. Everyone's so attracted to a baby. Imagine how attracted is Krishna as a baby, Balgopal. So devotees praying, I don't want to go to Vaikuntha. I don't want liberation. I don't want any other boon. I only want my mind to be fixed on you. Idam teva purnata gopala balam sadame manasya virastam kimanjai Idam teva purnata gopala balam He's feeling, gopala balam, I want to see you. Idam te mukam bojam atyanta nila 
Vitam kuntalais nigdaraktaista gopya. Muhuschambitam bimbarakta darame. Manasyabirastam malang lakshalabai. Then millions of opulences are of no use to me. Lakshalabai. Sanatana Goswami comments that laksha means one lakh, hundred thousand. But it doesn't, it doesn't just mean one thousand, one, one thousand, hundred thousand, one, hundred thousand, two. It means unlimited. Unlimited opulences are of no use to me compared to this vision of Krishna being cuddled by Mother Yashoda. Krishna sucking Mother Yashoda's breast. Krishna's beautiful lotus-like face encircled by locks of curling black hair. His reddish cheeks kissed by, the, by Mother Yashoda. Imagine that in Vatsalya Prem, Mother Yashoda is kissing God's face. This is, this is the objective of our, of our bhakti. We want this thing. The intimate relationship with God, not by going to Vaikuntha, Bharam Deva Loksha, Moksham, forget it. Vaikuntha, forget it. We want to play with Krishna, dance with Krishna, feed Krishna, wake Krishna up, put Krishna to bed, bathe Krishna, wrestle with Krishna, dance, embrace Krishna, be kissed by Krishna. These are the opulences, real opulence of life, of devotional life that is available to us if we had if we cultivate this mood of mercy, I need your mercy. I'm fallen soul. I can't do anything for you. I can only try to please you. I can only try to bring, to, to get your attention. So the bhakti is a very perfect process because it's based on mercy. And who can be more merciful than the Lord? Who can be more merciful, more merciful than Chaitanya Mahaprabhu? Parama Karuna Pahodi Jana Nitai Gora Chandra Saba Avatar Sarshi Ramani Kevala Ananda Kandra. If God wants to show his power, then he comes, his Parashuram, killing Katris 21 times. If he wants to show his beauty, he comes as Krishna, as Vamandev. If he wants to show his supreme anger, then he comes as Lord Nashingadev. But when he wants to show his supreme mercy, Parama Karuna, he comes to Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. He comes to this world to give this mercy that has never been that has not been given for a very long time. Anarpita Chirim Chirad, Karunaya Bhatirna Kalo Samar Payitum Unatojala Rasam Sabakti Shriyam. Hari Purata Sundara Jutika Dambasandipita. Rupa Goswami prays that this Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, he's, what he has given has not been given for a very long time. What did he give? And, uh, this Swabhakti Sriyam, his own ecstatic manifest, his own ecstatic experience of love of God, Krishna Prema, Krishna Prema Pradayate. Is there any higher thing we can hope for in life? I <laughs> mean, people in this world are completely bewildered by the things of this world. Janmai swarja shuta bhiri shrivir edamanamadapaman naivar hatyabhidatum vai tvamakinshana gocharam. Krishna is the property of the akinshana gocharas. These other people are simply intoxicated by good birth, by opulence, learning, bodily beauty. Mada, they're intoxicated by these things. But this is the objective of everyone in the world. 
And if they're intoxicated by that, they're not qualified for the mercy of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. But he gave anyway, even they're not qualified, he gave anyway. How did he give mercy? Jagai Sankirtana Praya Yajanti Just by chanting Harinam Sankirtan, chanting Lord's name. What is the result of that? Krishna Prema. Tarma Jai Sarva Shrishta Nama Sankirtana. Niraparadi Nama Loi Paya Premadhana. What is the result of chanting Krishna's name? Paya Premadhan. That he gives Prema. We say Krishna Prema Pradayati. How does he give Prema? He gives Prema by Nam, by chanting holy name. That is the result from Krishna Nam, we get Krishna Prema. This is the objective. This is the result, the fruit of chanting Krishna's name. We should remember that. Sometimes you think, oh, I've been chanting this Hare Krishna for so many years. Every morning I have to get up and do my japa. But if you remember what is the prayojana, what is the goal, what is achievable in this lifetime, by this simple process, we become enthused to follow it because it qualifies us for mercy. It qualifies us to go back home, back to God. Swarjana Krishna says, Mameti, you come back to me. If you know me, Janma Karma Chame Dibyam Evam Yoviti Tattvata. And what is Harinam? It's a life of all transcendental knowledge. You want to know Krishna in truth? His Nam, Gun, Rup, Parikar. You want to know Krishna? That comes by his chanting his name. The life of all transcendental knowledge. The prime benediction for humanity at large. This is the chanting of Krishna's name. So this process of bhakti is a very perfect process. It's not like karmakanda at all. Nothing like karmakanda. Karmakanda is all selfish. How will I enjoy? How will I be benefited? And it's dependent on, as we read here, on the perfect pronunciation of mantra. In Kali Yuga, there is no such Brahman that can pronounce Vedic mantra properly. They don't exist. They, out of pride, they may claim. They may do big yagyas. But practically speaking, there's no Jagik Brahmins, because it requires four people, Brahma, Udgata, Hota, and Advaryu. Four different participants, one to pronounce the mantra, one to check to see if it's pronounced properly, one to offer the sacrifice, one who oversees the whole sacrifice. Who is qualified? They don't exist. Because practically you can't find a Brahmin. Kalo Shudra Sambhava, Srila Prabhupada would quote. In Kali Yuga, everyone's born Shudra. Because practically speaking, there's no Garbhadhan Sanskar. Without Garbhadhan Sanskar, what kind of Brahman are you? And if they don't have the qualities of Brahman, how are they a Brahman? Qualities of Brahman are, may, are listed in Bhagavad Gita. Samodhamatapasocham kantar arjabamevacham jnana vijnanam astikyam brahma karma sabhavacham. They're qualities by which a Brahman is known. He's not known by birth. There's no mention of birth. Krishna says, Chaturbanya Maya Shishtam Guna Karma Vibhagashaha. Vibhagashaha means categories. And how do we distinguish different categories of human beings? By Guna and Karma. So Guna means Samudamata Socham, the cleanliness, austerity, peacefulness, self control, mercy, religiosity. These are the qualities of a Brahman. 
by which a Brahman is known. And you, you, you can't get that from your father, that my father is a Brahman, so I get those qualities. A stupid idea. But they say, a horse only begets a horse, a rabbit only begets a rabbit, a crow only creates a crow, and a Brahman can only create a Brahman. <laughs> it's a stupid thing. My father was an orthopedic surgeon. So does that make me an orthopedic surgeon because my father was? Do I inherit his qualities? I may inherit some proclivity for medicine, but that doesn't make me a doctor. Can I, can I go to the, the AMA, the American Medical Association, say, my father's a doctor, and where's my degree? They say, get out of here, buggle, let me go. Stupid man, go. But, but this is prominent in Kali Yuga. I'm a Brahmin because my father's a Brahmin. So where will you find qualified Brahmin in Kali Yuga? Practically speaking, they don't exist. It's an auspicious birth, certainly. But qualification is based on guna and karma also. What is karma for a Brahman? Shastra mentioned, patan patan yajan yajan dana pratigraha. There's activities of a Brahman. There's, how does a Brahman work in this world? How does he maintain himself? What does he do? Patan patan. He studies Shastra and he teaches Shastra. Yajan yajan. He worships the Lord and he teaches other people to worship the Lord. Dana pratigraha. He accepts charity and he distributes charity. He lives like a beggar, bare necessities of life, not big opulent lifestyle like the Vaishyas. He doesn't imitate the life of a Vaishya. If you want to have opulence and money and bank account, be a Vaishya, no problem. But don't call yourself a Brahmin if you don't live like a Brahmin, if you don't have the qualities of a Brahmin and you're not working like a Brahmin. Otherwise, it's all cheating. So in Kali Yuga, who will do this sacrifice? Karmakanda Yagya, not available. Who will pronounce the mantra perfectly? Therefore, we see here in this example, one small defect, and they got a very different result than what they expected. But bhakti is not like that. Bhakti is a very perfect process. Bhakti is, uh, no, we'll, we'll not make, because Krishna says, Neha Bikramana Shosti. And this, in this endeavor, there's no laws and no diminution. And a little advancement on this path protects one from the most dangerous type of fear. What is that? Dangerous type of fear? Losing our sukriti, losing our progress in bhakti and falling down into the animal species of life. Krishna says, no, no worries. No worries. Masuchaha, you surrender to me. Masuchaha. Don't cry, don't lament, don't stress, Masuchaha. Just surrender. I will I will deliver you. Mamekam Sharanam. You surrender to me, I will deliver you. So this is the beauty of bhakti. You do 10% advancement next lifetime, you begin at 11%. Never lost. No loss, no diminution. It doesn't <laughs> like everything else in this world is there's diminution. Bank account your body, everything we, a car, it's beautiful new car. Next thing you know, someone bangs into your car. It's not a beautiful new car anymore. It's, it becomes an old car in due course of time. Beautiful, young, healthy body becomes an old, unhealthy, decrepit, wrinkled, weak body. Can you stop it? Everything is diminutive in this world. But bhakti, 
There's no loss, no diminution. Whatever we do for Krishna, he can never forget his devotee. Krishna can never forget even the smallest thing. Prabhupada can never forget. There's a nice story, actually. One devotee's mother met Prabhupada and was very charmed by Srila Prabhupada. So she went home and she made some guava jam. And she sent a small bottle of guava jam to Prabhupada. Prabhupada was so touched. There's a letter in the folio. Prabhupada wrote this lady back, profusely thanking her for such a small thing, some jam. And thanking her for producing a daughter that, that became disciple of Srila Prabhupada. Even the smallest thing. Prabhupada would acknowledge even the smallest thing. Even he ignored Vridayananda Maharaj tells his story about how there was a young devotee, Brahmacharini, young lady cleaning Prabhupada's room. And Prabhupada gave so much attention, so much appreciation. And Vridayananda comes in, big preacher and big ego, and I'm a preacher, a sannyasi. Prabhupada ignored him. But he noted how much attention Prabhupada gave even to the most insignificant disciple out of love. So Krishna is the same way. Even the smallest thing we do for Krishna, Krishna can never forget a person who chants his holy name. Never. This is our eternal asset. So this is the beauty of bhakti. Karmakanda, you can go very high in this world. You can go to heaven, but you have to come back down. Prabhupada gives a nice example. He says, just like an airplane. Airplane flies in the sky for how long? Only as long as it has fuel. The sky is not the, the home of the airplane. It can only fly as long as it has fuel in its tank. So in the same way, you can go to heaven, but you can only stay as long as your punya allows you to stay. When your punya, your sukriti is exhausted, prapya punya marcha lokam bishanti, you fall back down into the material world. You fall back down. You can't stay there. But Krishna says, when you go to my abode, my abode is not illuminated by electricity, by sun, by moon. And when you go there, you never come back again to the material world. So we should, we should consider these things, these statements of Shastra. You want to go back to the eternal world, enjoy a life of eternality, of bliss and knowledge, of eternal happiness. Eternal happiness. We have no experience of that. Everything here is temporary. Krishna's offering eternal life. Actually, Krishna's waiting for us. When will you come back? Foolish rascal. When will you give up attachment to this nasty material world and come back to me? I'm waiting for you. Let us dance, let us play, let us wrestle, let us enjoy eternal life in loving union. But no, 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 no. I have work to do. I have things to do in this material world. I want to enjoy. We're so foolish. So Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is saying, Jeev Jago, Jeev Jago, Gora Chandra Bole, Kota Nidha Jao Maya Pisha Chirakole. How wake up, spirit soul, wake up. How long? Will you sleep on the lap of the witch called Maya? Mahaprabhu is describing this world as the lap of the witch called Maya. We think, oh, material world, so nice. Beautiful trees and nice food, beauty, love, peace, relationships. It's all finished. 
Krishna is waiting for eternal happiness. When will you come back to me? So we have to give up our attachment to this world. And if we don't, we don't qualify ourselves for mercy. So this is endeavor of sadhana. This is endeavor of sadhana. In the, in the context of bhakti. Other people do sadhana for other processes. Krishna sadhana, maya bodies. Avruya krishna parampadam tata. By krishna sadhana, by heavy austerity. They can go high. They can go to Brahma Soyuja, liberation, merge into Brahma Jyoti. But Aruya Kvachena Param Padam Tata Padantiadho Nadrita Yushman, because they don't take shelter the lotus feet of Krishna, they fall down. They can't stay. But Yagatvanarivartante Tadama Parama Mama, Krishna says, You come back to me, never come back again to this temporary material world that is full of so many problems. So many anxieties, struggle for existence, birth, death, birth, death, old age, and disease. All of these things are conspicuous by their absence in Goloka. So Krishna is offering Goloka, come back to me. Why stay here in this material world? So any comments or questions on this verse? Mataji's Prabhu's. Hare Krishna Prabhuji, very nice class. And although we were just reading that, you know, the mistake was made in the pronunciation, but you explained to us so nicely. And, and also often, you know, we have to be very careful when we chant the holy name of the Lord to be, uh, you know, very clearly and not uh, just eat up the word, especially Hare, the word Hare, you know, it, mm. um, we tend to, when we hear others also in ourselves, uh, the prominence, uh, the main, uh, the word Krishna and uh, Rama are used, but the word Hare sometimes we miss out. So Prabhuji, you were mentioning about uh, like uh, Krishna and Krishna, like that, right? You were saying that uh, it's, uh, what uh, you were saying in your class, something about Krishna spoken, the word Krishna spoken in two ways. Yeah, Krishna means Subhadra. Krishna's sister. Like hmm. we have we have some family friends. He is Krishna and his wife is Krishna. Krishna, Krishna. So the okay. just the accent, the emphasis on the syllable changes the meaning. So like the word Krishna is written, if it's written like without uh, uh, in reference uh, without uh, having those dots and uh, you know those lines, uh, not in Sanskrit way. If it's written K R I S H N A, then that becomes yes. that is not the word we are calling out to Krishna. That's Krishna. But you're you're a Hindi speaker, correct? Uh, yes. And you read Dev Nagri? Uh, I don't know about that, but I do speak Hindi. Hindi, I mean, I... Hindi text. You read Hindi text. Yeah, but I've like so many years I've been here, almost close to 20 that I've like I read very slowly now. Like we say <laughs> Rama, not Rama. We don't say Ram, we say Ram. Long R. Yes. Ra yes. Long Ram. A, Ram. Not Ram, Ram. Not, we say Krishna, not Krishna. Krishna means Krishna. Krishna's sister. Okay. Krishna, Hare Krishna. Means, okay. Yes, Krishna. And when we say Krishna, 
then it is uh, like you said subhadras yes subhadras many names also it was also for draupadi right draupadi i think draupadi also yes you're probably okay. correct okay okay yeah prabhuji thank you so much for the wonderful class and uh, you know like you explained everything so nicely with examples and stories so it's so refreshing for us in the morning here and in spite of you being in the evening time but you know you are like a very natural speaker so thank you so much uh, some sometimes mataji by the grace of god others sometimes my tongue is like a brick and i can't hardly say anything <laughs> and then it's time to be humble <laughs> yes ma'am yes prabhu ji any other question or you want to continue reading how can i serve you hari krishna prabhuji danatrana agresha shripropad jai parta prabhu janda pratham jai shripropad it was nicely you explained uh, that is uh, so risky to uh, get into demigod worship on top of that the uh, the fruits are limited and temporary and uh, on the other side krishna is giving neha vikramana sasti pratvarna vidyate so uh, i was reading chetan chetamrita madhalila chapter 22 uh, mahaprabhu is uh, instructing sanatan goswami there is a nice verse there he said bhaktavatsal kritagya samartha vadanya hena krishna chhari pandit nahi bhajanno meaning this krishna is bhaktavatsal he is loves his devotees and he is kritagya he is very grateful for whatever the bhakta has done for him even many many lifetimes back then uh, he is samartha uh, he is very able he has all the six opulences and he is vadanya he is uh, he, he he is very munificent so mm. in spite of all these things which fool will go to somebody else so that uh, really the uh, the learned persons only surrendered to krishna very nice summary of um, the contains some uh, of surrender elements so nicely and you can correctly pointed out the vedic sacrifices are for fraud especially in the kali yuga the brahmanas are not qualified and drabba is not good uh, mantras are not pure so no problem actually there's a verse in bhagavatam that says mantras tantras chiddam deshakalata vastita sarvam koroti nischadyam anusankirtanam tava and when you say drabya all the ingredients mantra tantra all the different the ingredients the praise the circumstance the place always some fault chidram but, but sarvam koroti nischidram anusankirtanam tava when there's chanting of the holy name everything becomes perfect yes. there are many verses like this that glorify the chanting of the holy name as our as our sadhana that that includes the benefit of any other thing so why should we take trouble to do any other thing yes like bhagavatam yagyeshu what said verse dainishu yat punya pralam pratishtam atyati tatsam viditim vitinva yogi param stanam upaiti chadyam that the benefit we get from any other process comes to us in bhakti just by chanting holy name 
Vedeshu Jagesu Tapasu Chaiva Danusha Yatpunya Palam Tatishtam Ateti Tatsabam Vidam Viditva Yogi Param Stanam Upaiti Chajam. So Krishna is saying, be my devotee, be a real yogi. Make me the center of your life. And you'll get the benefit of everything else, of yoga, of austerity, everything else will come to you. There's a beauty of sometimes we we tend to be a little uh, jaded. English word is jaded. In other words, we get in a rut and we forget how rare it is to take to the process of pure devotional service. We may not be pure devotees, but we've taken to the process of pure devotional service that will bring us to the stage of pure devotion. So we should reflect on our good fortune also. We're very, very fortunate to have come to Krishna Bhakti because success is guaranteed. Krishna is pulling us back to the material world by his mercy. We just have to, we just have to play our part. Oh, nice to see your nice smiling lotus face, Prabhu. <laughs> Thank you. Whose birthday is it? No, this is the old one. My son's birthday was there. Oh, your take... son's birthday. Oh, okay. I thought maybe your birthday. Hare Krishna Prabhu. Hare Krishna Mahesh Prabhu. Dandavad. Oh. Dhanbhat Pranam Prabhuji, you gave such a nectarian class and uh, the, I'm surprised that uh, with your, in your brain, uh, your memory is wonderful. Uh, the pronunciations of Sanskrit, uh, giving the reference from all the way to Bhagavatam, the Gita, you discuss about um, sadhana and the real charm of bhakti. So I'm so pleased uh, in this Purushottam Mass that we, have, we hear from such a uh, great uh, devotee of Krishna who teaches how to love Krishna and you are uh, wonderful your speech is so touching and I'm so happy today Hare Krishna Prabhu give us your blessing teach us how to do love to Krishna from days to come Hari Om uh, Prabhu let me tell you one thing 